Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Race for the Ring, Episode 78, The Invisible Man, with Christina Vasquez-Zeman. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. Today, we are going to talk about being emotionally absent. You may be dating somebody that's that way. You may have a suitor in your near future that's dealing with or that's going to be combating that. You may be emotionally absent and not realize it. And it definitely is... um, a fork in the road as you pursue relationships and, um, you know, look to become intimate, not just obviously physically, but emotionally with somebody. Uh, so our expert today is an amazing psychotherapist. She's also an author, Christina Vasquez-Zeman, and she is an expert in this midlife shift, so to speak, but also for all of us who, well, all of you, not me, <laughs> who aren't in your midlife, who are, um, you know, dealing with perhaps somebody who you think is unemotionally absent or emotionally rather absent, but also unsure if that's the case, or maybe they're just not into you, whether you should break up with them, um, whatever it may be, she's going to help share a lot of um, insight into what causes it, signs to look out for, and how to deal with it if you think that your partner um, is obviously someone who falls into that bracket. And, um, you know, it's very different than dealing with a narcissist who is also emotionally absent. Um, these types of people tend to be a little bit more empathetic to some degree and try to have to accommodate your emotional needs, but are unfortunately unable to do so. Um, but they do try. 
Um, but there is a remedy as, as opposed to narcissism, which is usually not able to be fixed once you're a narcissist, sort of always a narcissist in most cases from the research I've done and from the experts that I've had on the show since I've started doing this show, that tends to be the consensus. Um, but at any rate, she has a lot of really good insight to share. So let me tell you a little bit about Christina. She um, has been in personal development for basically almost two decades. She has a lifelong passion of personal growth that goes much further than traditional therapy. She's an expert in hypnotherapy. Um, she has a degree from the Wellness Institute, actually. And she also uh, works in the space of Reiki and an EFT and the law of attraction, which is really compelling as well. So she sort of treats sort of like a DO would essentially treat um, not just the cause of the illness, but the whole patient as a, as, as a whole, so to speak. She tends to do the same in her own practice. Um, with therapy. So I find it really, really um, compelling. She shares some of her own stories too, because she um, is someone who was dealing with a partner, her former husband, who was emotionally absent and how she kind of navigated that and was able to kind of cut the cord, so to speak, and get out of that relationship and now find her her now partner in a, in a more healthy environment for her emotional needs. So um, I think this is a really great conversation. I'm excited to share it. I want to thank everybody who voted for me um, for the Fab Over 40 contest that I'm involved in with New Beauty Magazine. Um, hoping I make it to the top five. So if you could please continue to vote daily, I would be grateful. Um, you can find the link in my bio on Instagram, which is mindy.barnett. Um, and you just vote once a day on Facebook. I would be so appreciative. And I really would like to be able to empower more young women and create leaders of tomorrow, which is my intention of doing so if I was lucky enough to claim the, the top spot in this contest. Um, and thank you for everybody who's rated and reviewed the race for the ring. If you could continue to do so, um, those of you who have not, I would be most grateful. Okay. That's enough of my ass. We're going to get right into the invisible man with Christina Vasquez Zeman. Hello, Christina. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mindy. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. So let's get right into it. Okay. We all, I feel like myself, I was reading some of the descriptions of the issues with people that are dealing with emotional, emotionally absent type of situation, so to speak. Um, let's get into some of the telltale signs and why most of us or people out there that you might be dating or courting or thinking of dating or whatever face like are dealing with this and have to face this situation. As far as what you're referring to right now is being in a relationship or a marriage with someone who is emotionally absent. absent. Yeah. Uh, and I, which I, can probably be really frustrating and hurtful to the other partner, I would imagine. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what I think is part of it is it's a, um, a modeling as well. So if we start going back some of the decades, um, most of us were conditioned 
not to really feel our feelings, you know, whether it was stop crying, you know, only babies cry. Uh, here's an ice cream cone. Stop crying. Here's a toy. Stop crying. Um, or angry. You know, we're, we don't allow anger here. You be quiet. It doesn't matter. We were conditioned so long ago that and even um, I'm not seeing a change. I mean, I would say into the millennials. Yeah, I think they're getting more in touch. But uh, I think it's a big piece that we are missing in the healing model. People will say, um, oh, yeah, I'm sad. I'm angry. But are they really feeling it? And this is where my hypnotherapy background might come in more. Are they really feeling it at a gut level, that emotion? But I think... We're af- afraid of Is it. Is that because we have to suppress it from our childhood? And let's just go backwards, if I if if I'm, I may, yeah. just for a minute. Because I have young children. Well, yeah, they're still young. I guess I can say that. My son, 10 and 13. So they're not like yeah, adults. So they're like tweens, so to speak, sure, at this point. Sure. Um, now, my 13-year-old is angry almost by the second every single day about something okay. that I think is quite stupid. So I... <laughs> I don't always listen to her. It depends. I pick and choose. Like if she's genuinely upset about something that happens, well, she's genuinely upset about everything. That's probably the wrong way to put it. But if she's upset about something that happened, like her brother punched her in the face or um, I said something to her that she didn't like, it was because I was angry and I lashed out, which doesn't really happen, but I'm I'm a human being. So it does sometimes, right? Or her friend upset her or whatever. I will listen. I will like hear her out. I will give her advice if she wants to, or I'll be quiet and just hug her. But if she's telling me she's angry about something and I think it's stupid, Something's in her floor. She like doesn't like the way her full shirt was folded. She wants me to drop what I'm doing in the given moment to go drive her to a friend's house, even though I have a Zoom call in five seconds. I don't listen. I tell her to be quiet and to go away. <laughs> You're not angry. So it would that be something that would cause her to be emotionally disconnected as an adult or no? I just don't want to create a monster. No, That's why no. I'm asking you. I think okay. It's a you know, I tend to be in over explainer but uh-huh. no me, it's fine you're angry you're you're a- i validate that you're angry right now but this is the way it's gonna go right Does that okay. make sense not just because you're angry now we switch the program you can validate somebody without bending okay got you it know? but yes. there are certain personalities that think if you validate me, you agree with me. So that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. So yeah. basically what you're saying, what could cause it is the parent back going backwards with the trauma setting for the adult, like the soon to be adult later on in life with the emotional issues if not listening to them about whatever not, it is and not, not validating listening. it just sort of like kind of go away. Yeah. Here's a toy. Like go, here's a, here's a show. Here's my phone. Go play on it. Like that right. kind of thing. Okay. Just got it. it. I mean, and I get it. We can't stop in the middle of what we're doing all the time, but even if we turn to the child or teen and say, you know what? I really care about what happened to you. Let me finish what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'll come to your room. We'll talk about it. 
mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to get off too much, but and even boundaries around expression. You can be angry, but it doesn't mean you get to scream, yell, throw things, hissy fit. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm kidding. Okay. You just describe what goes on in my house every day. I'm gonna say, I, I was going to say. <laughs> not I by me, talk. by them. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like stop beating mommy up. Well, <laughs> yeah. The reason why you want to do that is because you're preparing them how to act in an adult relationship. Yeah. So if you allow it, when they get into, uh, to kind of piggyback onto this, it, into a committed relationship, well, it worked with my mom when I laid on the floor and kicked my feet. Yeah. Be my way. So it's a, it's, it's a conditioning again. You're teaching them that this is the way to do it. I gotcha. That's that okay. challenge, right? No. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay. So what exactly is being emotionally um, challenged or disconnected um, for all of us, all of the folks listening? Um, can you kind of give us like um, just a layman definition so we know the difference between that and just somebody who's not interested or isn't into us or maybe is a narcissist, something like that? Right, right. Um, I think that the quickest one that would pop up for me is their inability to, we'll say empathize, but um, even comprehend uh, that feelings exist. Like, why would you be upset about that? Uh, What's the big deal? Um, Well, don't you see how this hurt me? No, I don't see why that would hurt you at all. You know, this, it's almost as though they're on, and, and if you go underneath it, they may have such a heavy block to feeling besides the the modeling is that um, the, a desensitization to their own feelings and to others' feelings. So they won't even awesome. acknowledge themselves that they have feelings, if that makes sense. So, so when they're sense? angry... If you're in a relationship with someone you're dating them, right, and they get angry at you or they're upset about something that happened, they're not really in touch with their feelings. Is that what you're trying to say? So they're not going to be able to really kind of empathize or give us the sensitivity that we deserve if we're upset about something. Am I am I hearing you correctly? Exactly. Okay. A great way to put it. And it, it's almost like I can't give you what I can't even give to myself. Mm-hmm. And all the paraphrase of you can't love somebody till you know how to love yourself. And as cliche mm-hmm. as that sounds, there's a truth in that. How can I tell you how to love me if I don't even know how to love me? Mm-hmm. So, Sad. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it really is. And I do think it does start deeper into the conditioning, um, which is unfortunate. But I think that the world is waking up that if our emotional health yeah. And our ability to process emotion mm-hmm. is stunted. This is why we have disease and mental health and uh, mm-hmm. even physical. You yeah. Know, because 
there's Not there's much more awareness today, and I think it's much more accepted today to go to seek the help that one might need. Yes. I think everybody should see personally. I feel like everybody Me should too. see a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you're not, just even for a fine tuning, I like to talk to like an unbiased mm-hmm. source and whatever. Everybody's got something. I think it, even if you're like your life is like walking in the like skipping down like Candyland <laughs> like lane, I think everybody's got like some issue. But okay, so so I have a question. So you're if you're dealing with someone who's emotionally um, unavailable, okay, and they're not empathetic and they're not listening to you and they're not like you know giving you what you need emotionally because they can't do it for themselves. What is the difference between that scenario and someone who, because that's also part of the traits of a narcissist because they've done a lot of shows about narcissism. Um, so I, I don't want to say I'm an expert on the subject, but like I, I know probably most, a lot about it. Things fascinating okay. personally. Um, but a narcissist is also one to do that. They, and they gaslight and they turn you into sure. whatever, like and sure. try to switch your, like switch, um, the switch, flip the switch on you. I'm trying to spit that out um, because they too have backstory I- issues growing up or whatever. So, but that is like a very ugly uh, word, and it's also a very ugly thing to call someone. Versus, I feel like the other is a little bit more understandable. Whether certainly you don't want to be seeking a partner that has those issues, right. but. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my checklist. I want someone emotionally unavailable, but I just want to see if there's a, is there a difference between the two or are they sort of like a gray kind of like woven together situation? I'm going to, I am always, as I look at a sign in my office, color outside the line. I'm not typically by nature, black and white. I find very few black and white. We live in, and Um, I think there might be telltale signs that there are narcissists right away as far uh-huh. as the ability to empathize. I think if you're in tune with yourself, you would notice, you know, subtleties of, wow, they didn't even ask me if I needed something or wanted something, you know, just little things of self-absorption. But, um, but I think once you're in a relationship, and this is where I think... A few of us were taught emotional intelligence, we'll say. A few of us were modeled it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the emotionally, I will say the narcissist from emotionally absent, hmm, you know, they say a narcissist will never change, right? Their, Their inability to see themselves and anything they think they're perfect right they don't see so maybe the emotionally absent person recognizes they have issues is that the difference i'm gonna put it that would be a pretty good way to put it because you could start let's say seeing a guy and you're Mm -hmm. kind of wondering this guy narcissist i mean he's insensitive to this to this and doesn't even okay is it (laughs) how would you just say is he pliable? Is he, I don't want to use the word teachable, but if you were to say, Hey, can we sit and have a talk? I'd like to explain to you. This may sound silly, but like when you don't return my phone calls, I it's, I'm not saying that that's your problem, but you know, I, it really hurts my feelings. If it makes me feel less valued, if you don't even acknowledge that I called you Mm -hmm. and you don't return something like that. And Mm -hmm. 
a narcissist might give a response by, well, you know, I'm always busy. This, you know, I don't yeah. know. To- You're just crazy. Like, like what? Yeah. Don't make it like, yeah, like not like yeah. making it like it's your fault. And, you're like, and before you know it, you're like, okay, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And I'm wrong. Yeah. And I'm wrong because you're upset. And yeah. maybe a guy who's more pliable would go, gee, I, I didn't think it was a big deal, but. Okay, if you're telling me this is important to you and I really care about you in the relationship, he may not be perfect, but there's an effort there to say, if you have feelings about this, I care. And I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to try at least. Yeah. Not so interesting. I was in relationships with both that and the other. And I could totally, I'm like, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but I can totally like gets a difference you're right yeah one's like cold and mean and the other one is like cares but you know can't really give you what you need yeah yeah they care but they they just don't have the tools now i'm gonna say there may even be one beyond that which is they may not have the tools but they're quick to understand once you explain it Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Versus, I'm going to say in my book, my ex-husband was, I tried and I tried to explain what I needed. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's like someone who can't understand. I know. My ex-husband was like that too, I think. Yeah. It was like we were talking different languages almost. It was frustrating. Yeah. 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 It may just be... I'm going to just put it as their wiring versus. Yeah. But he um, wasn't mean. He was a good guy. He just did. Yeah. As you know that. The other people were less. But (laughs) But my ex-husband was not mean. He was, he he definitely just, he did what he could do. He just, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now that we've sort of identified it, what are some of the signs of it? Like if recognizing the signs early on in a relationship so you can sort of cut your strings if you want to hit the road, what would you say the top um, couple signs would be? Well, I suppose for me, and maybe I'm old fashioned this way in thinking that, but in, um, as we would call them manners or courtesy, it might just be considering others so mm-hmm. something simple like i just said oh would you like something to drink um uh i noticed you have twenty thousand things going on um you know is there a good time they're considerate of your time they're con- gonna be considerate of um the emotionally absent persons considerate of your time oh i'm sorry what would be the red that would be yeah what are the red flags yeah i'm oh, like oh that sounds that, that sounds like really nice i think i'll probably fall for them too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll have a little dirty martini to drink and a pillow for my feet yeah go ahead i'm the sorry could do that early on Oh, the narcissist love bombs you. Yes, 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 yes. They're like all over you, like a white on rice. No, but the emotionally unattached person or an incapable person, so to speak. Okay. Uh, What what would that be? Um, To my ex-husband, I think he would probably laugh about it. But on one of our first (laughs) dates, and granted, we were young, early college. He went up to the counter, ordered himself food, sat back down with his food and said, you weren't hungry, were you? Oh my God, that's so rude. 
See what I mean? That's, is that really emotionally absent? Or is it just being like an, an ignorant loser? <laughs> no offense to him. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Well, you know what? You know what? And who knows if that, I mean. That's rude. Actually, that happened to me on a date once. Not like that. But like we were having wine and the guy ordered a Coke. Now, I didn't want a Coke. I didn't want anything other than water, which I already had. But he didn't even look over at me to say, do you want something else to drink? He just ordered himself one. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. I was like, I didn't say anything, but I took like a definite mental check in my brain. I'm like, that's not... Yeah, that's weird. All right. Okay. So someone who's not like considering your feelings, I guess, because they don't really consider their feelings. It could be as simple as something like that. Okay. It could be. Or in conversation doesn't, you know, you're telling a deep story to them about something that happened at work and how it Uh bothered you. And they're kind of, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's not a- Interest. Of- interest right e tracking you um why is that a sh- why is that a sign of being emotionally absent if they're not interested in your in your stories because they're just not they don't want to have that connection to you they just want to hit the, when you go to the anything that goes to the feeling realm is um, a it's it's not like you said their language you know That's so interesting uh, they might okay. move to more of a cerebral conversation you know mm-hmm. Uh, politics, uh, finances, religion, faith, something like that, where mm-hmm. you start to talk about, wow, I was at work and, you know, I, they really embarrassed me and da, 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 da. They're like, yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. Don't worry about it. You'll get over it. And let's mm. talk about something that's less touchy feely. Got you know, it. So they don't have to comfort you and give you advice and, and all of that. that yeah. Area of the human being, which is mm-hmm. our emotions. And I even found that throughout my life, I started to shy away from women like that. Mm. that my friendships were like, okay. And that's okay. Not every woman wants to go deep. But for me personally, mm-hmm. I desired closer connection in my relationship. So I'd rather have quality versus quantity, even in my female ones that, you know, that I could call them and they would allow me to go to those places. Mm-hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. How yeah. about being defensive? Um, I have a little bit of um, research in front of me from an article I pulled and it, that was one of the other signs that this author suggested might be. Do you agree with that? Um, like someone who is emotionally absent tends to be on the defense often um, if they're criticized or constructive criticism in a nice way. And I guess, you know, you said that that was uh, a gentler way, emotionally unintelligent or emotionally absent. Mm -hmm. But I think what they're saying there is there probably is a correlation between narcissism, obviously, and uh, lack of emotional intelligence, lack of knowing yourself, mm-hmm. lack of understanding the psyche of another human being, the um, uh, almost like disregarding it. Right. Like, you know, because a narcissist will look at somebody more like they're an object and there's something they can use for their own gain. Uh, so, I'm not going to say for sure, but I, 
defensiveness could probably come in. Then again, you are trying to make me look at myself. Mm. And I don't go to those places. I don't yeah. go to any places. They don't like themselves because of whatever they had before. Yeah, uh, before that. And, you know, and that's injured them. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And, and insecurity is another one. Is that right? Huge. Huge. Yeah. So, and what are some examples of that? Like maybe two. Well, I think insecurity um, shows up for one as defensiveness or um, jealousy. Jealousy, absolutely. They feel threatened by another and hypersensitivity. Hmm. Like not everything's about you, you know, like, uh, um, oh my gosh, there's something spilt on the counter. You know, that that probably wasn't a good one, but that somebody walks into a room and they're a bad mood and they're like, oh, I didn't say anything to them. I didn't say anything to them. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's not because of you. It's (laughs) because Jennifer on the on the phone call. I was just on like told me I was whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. That's a good example. Okay. All right. So we talked about some of the causes, obviously trauma being one, I guess that's probably the main one, um, mm. trauma from a childhood or maybe a past relationship or something like that, that caused you or the person rather to feel as though they can't dig into themselves. But um, I also read that it can be temporary. And I, as I was reading why the causes, I feel like that might fall into me a little bit, even though I, okay. I'm definitely in tune with my emotions. I just don't have a lot of time. Um, I'm a single mom and I'm running a business. I'm going back to school. I have this podcast. I wrote a second book that's launching. Like I have a lot of balls in the air and I'm just hoping none of them crash on a regular day-to-day basis. So factoring a relationship, which I really want and do seek, um, it's just, it's hard. So I, I feel like unless I'm like smitten, I'm not like going to fully commit my heart to somebody because I just don't have the bandwidth. So can you talk a little bit about that? And if that's okay, you don't have to worry about me. I'm not going to be offended. You can feel free to just dish and share whatever you want. But, um, but in general, in general, in generality is like for people listening, if they fall into the same bracket that I believe I might be in this moment in my life, what, what are some of the remedies? What are, is, you know, is that, excusable quote unquote, or is that something that is also a no go? Like you really need to kind of reprioritize your life a little bit. I'm not sure I understand the question. You started with uh, some temporary and being um, temporarily uh, emotionally absent. I get Well, this is the way I would put it. It's a conscious choice for you now, right? Right. Okay, so when you make a conscious choice, that's different. That's saying for right now, I am not choosing this as a priority in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very strong on we create our lives the way we want. Not everybody feels that a relationship is at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I agree. How much energy can we put into too many things without them all being watered down to some degree? Right, right, right. So anything... You know, um, and this is my best example. Uh, most, let's say, we'll use an alcoholic. They're not drinking by a conscious choice. It's an addiction. It's a compulsion. Mm-hmm. Someone else who might sit down and go, 
I'm going to have, you know, a couple glasses of wine. They're doing it consciously in a way that is you're present, you're present with what's ever in front of you. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, and I won't, you know, go any further than that. Is it an avoidance? Like, oh, I'll use all these things to use the excuse. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm not in a relationship because really I'm afraid to be in one. So I I am afraid though. It's actually true. That's a little different scenario than saying I want to be, I'm just scared to get hurt because I was really hurt in a relationship I had. And I'm just really scared that it's going to happen again, but I am really loving, loving like all these other, just I don't want to call them distractions. I mean, the priorities, but no, it's a good point. That's I, never thought about it that way i keep putting things on my plate (laughs) but i am i am scared i'm sure there's a lot of people that couldn't relate to that too right huge amount huge amount you know um i i don't even and this kind of goes back to the emotions i could go further into this with when we store emotions in our body you know our heart as in my book says, mm-hmm. is really where we lead from. And I'm into energy psychology. So, you know, the magnetic field of the heart is, what is it, 50 times greater than the brain. It's it's so powerful. We store emotions like fear, um, sadness. The heart begins to create a wall of protection to say, I can't let anything come in again. It's our natural instinct to, to lock up when we're afraid of getting hurt again, you know, to protect ourselves. So the work has to come in. If I don't heal my wounds, I'm always going to operate from my hind brain that I was talking about before we went on uh, the hind brain, the um, mm-hmm. reptilian brain where all our old, old memories are stored from. And then a guy shows the slight, he might be a great guy, but he disappoints you one time, we'll say, or loses his temper one time. Yeah, you're just going to cut your ties because you don't want to go back. No, it's sort of like, I I was so sad for so long and now I'm like so happy. I'm like, I don't want to go back and be sad again. So I'm like... (laughs) Oh, okay. I, I mean, I was sad like when I broke up, when we broke up, like whatever. I don't want to get into all that, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I don't want to know if I would go. But then, like, but then you could end up and it could be amazing and stay forever. So yeah, I mean, you're mat- remarried, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And That's I, great. I can't say it was this. Re- my current marriage is. Um definitely more conscious like i was talking about like you're educated you're like like a little more guarded and um, open to flags and and, and such and (laughs) he would have the propensity of course to be like i don't i don't understand why you're so upset but the difference was he will sit and listen to why i'm Mm -hmm. upset and even if he doesn't get it right away he tries or even goes to i guess it doesn't matter why she's upset if this hurts her so much and i love her why would I keep doing it? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think is the hurtful part. No, that's a very good point. That is very true. hundred percent, actually. All right. So as we wrap up, 
if okay. you are involved with somebody who is emotionally absent and you're not ready to throw in the towel, you want to see if it can work. Can you give our listeners some advice and some tips in terms of how they can ma- help manage that? Maybe they should give the person space. Maybe they should perhaps suggest counseling probably is a good idea, like things like that. Uh I would say, and I kind of refer to this, I think, in in the book as well, that, you know, when we are adults, adults meaning... um, Over 18? Well, I'm not going to say that. Grown up in our minds, uh, yes. Grown up in our mind. Yeah. But emotionally, when we're grown up, because we can have parts of ourselves that show up as an adult, like at work, but then at home, we act like we're... 10, you know, because we're having hissy fits and not getting our whatever it might be. Um, so uh, I guess what I'm saying is if you're able to sit down with your partner and say, look, look, I know you're an intelligent human being. These are the things that I want and need in this relationship to move forward, whatever it is. And I'm not talking a laundry list. It might be simple things like I need you to when I'm talking to you, look at me and f- make me feel like I matter. It might be, I I need you to be more sensitive that I'm a woman and your scary yell makes me feel afraid, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And if there's a sense of dismissiveness to that, I would say that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a sense of they can't even you know, comprehend what you're trying to say, that might be. But if they latch on and say, this is something I have to give my husband credit for. I may not understand it, but I'm going to figure it out. Like there's, so you see the heart come to make an effort. I did that with my ex-husband so many times. And every time he would come up with reasons why I he was doing what he was doing because of things that I was doing. Exactly. So the blame shifting or yeah. And I was uh, like, Oh, but if you wouldn't be that way, then I would be more this way. You know, it was like an ongoing teeter totter situation. It was just really frustrating to the point where I was like, I can't, he doesn't get it. Like I can't live like this. Yeah. It was just hard. I'm sorry. Did you go to counseling? We did. Yeah. We did go to counseling. And then I was the one talking the whole time. So I right. <laughs> it's like, well, right. I might as well just go myself, which is exactly. what I eventually wound up doing because I was like, this is like not working. Like, I don't need to be talking the entire time. This isn't just my session. <laughs> like, I mean, so. When you're spelling it out for someone and then they don't respond to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was gone. It wasn't on for years. It wasn't like yeah. overnight. Yeah. It was a oh, hard no. situation. Yeah, I didn't want to get divorced. I really didn't. I mean, I, yeah. I loved him. I still love him. Um, but I have kids and I wanted I don't come from divorce and my kids, you know, I wanted them to have like a nuclear family that, you know, and I really wanted to work it out. Like I wanted to, he was amazing in so many other ways. It was just, that stuff was just really hard. So, oh, well, uh, the emotional piece is Mm. in life and as human beings. So we need it just like we need food and water. So we need connection. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. I just want to say is that I think you're right in our pre-talk 
that people in their midlives are waking up a little more that I need a little more substance in my relationship. Yeah. I think when you're younger, like, I mean, you're married, like, you have kids that kind of like is, you're very preoccupied with babies and just dealing with all that. And by the time you go back to your partner and you look at your partner, you're like, both of you are like just spent. But then once the babies become slightly more dependent, independent, I should say, and you do have a little more time for one another, you can kind of assess things. And like what was, I don't know, it's for me, like we had children I got a year and a half into marriage, like we were still in our honeymoon phase. So things were different then for both of us, you know, and then we had kids and then what I don't want to say the kids caused it any, any of it. They did not. But um, I mean, not that it's their fault. I just mean like having kids and the strain of like this, oh, like yeah. all, it, it wasn't that it was, it was already there. It's just like, I was band-aided if you will. It's not even a word, but like it was masked um, I think for probably five to six years. And then it kind of like prof- like showed its, its surface. Okay, enough of my life. <laughs> let's let's talk about how people can find you, um, Christina, as we um, wind down, if you would. Okay, okay, great. Um, well, one, you can um, message me on in, uh, Instagram, Coach Christie two seven. Okay. Uh, my email, Coach Christie two seven at gmail.com. Uh, I do have a website that is partially used, an extraordinary life.com. Uh, you can find me, my book, The Uncherished Wife, on Amazon. I uh, would love for you to pick it up. And if that book interests you and you'd like to work with me, just send me an email and we can begin a process of helping you navigate through whether your relationship is okay and wants to get better, whether you're considering leaving. And I'm going to put a little plug in there. If you feel like you're going through a midlife shift, and you need help navigating, like we were talking about, Mindy. You know, it can feel kind of scary, and you think something's wrong with you, or I don't know, maybe I'm going crazy. I feel so some big shift. I definitely would love to work with you and help you navigate through that. Awesome. I know therapy definitely helped me when I was going through that time myself. So I highly recommend people reaching (laughs) out to you if they feel the same. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the race for the ring. You're wonderful. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Furco's Fine Jewelry. The family-owned business is best known for their handcrafted statement pieces, engagement rings, and fashion finds. Visit them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry and make them your go-to when shopping for a special gift for a loved one, friend, or for yourself. Race for your ring and use special code MINDY15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping!